Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 195. Right now, I'm in the city of Downey. You know, they call it the Mexican Beverly Hills. I have a very, very special guest, Gabriel Garcias of Imagine That Workshop. I like that. Imagination. Gabriel, what's up, man? What's going on, brother? How's, how's your morning going so far? It's going so far so good. Right. Just working hard and... Trying to make that paper. Guy, you know, just tell me about your uh, your little uh, design that you did today. Well, this one, it's, uh, it's a 3D wood engraving, I call it. Uh-huh. So pretty much it's, uh, it's multi-layer. So what I did is uh, I got a logo for um, one of uh, one of my customers here. And uh, I just pretty much just cut it up into different pieces like a big puzzle. And then I just like, paint them all individually, mm-hmm. stuck them up, and it just starts to look like a 3d puzzle <laughs> that looks nice because i when i came in because you know you know i just want to say Mega Man almost got lost i almost <laughs> went down this alley it's like where is this place at but what i seen and and when you show me into i like to call you little man cave over here your little hibernation <laughs> or your little like oh, my little stress relief uh the way how you're putting it together it was like little pieces it's like oh my god i would have been lost <laughs> it didn't make sense at the beginning no, right it didn't doing, look like what it was right no, now no doing did it yeah no it's uh i guess it's, i get this uh i imagine <laughs> the design that i'm doing and i started just thinking it and uh-huh. i guess i see it a certain way in my brain and then i start putting the little puzzles together and then uh i'm just just have the the faith that is gonna come up to the way that it's coming in my brain <laughs> yeah yeah and the way how you put it together the 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 little woods, you know, the color and everything. And I was like, where's the eyes at? And it just stands out and everything. And and you're showing me the video of him. It was like, well, we got to make the wife happy. <laughs> it was, that's nice. Yeah, I know. This is, uh, this is one of my practice and jokes, man. I like, I like, I really like making designs, especially the, the cut up ones. The engraving ones is cool. But the engravings took take a little bit longer and it's usually more pricey. So this one is a, it's a little more affordable and then you get more, more bang for your buck. Yeah, so you do like wood designs, tumblers, because I, I didn't know what tumbler until you, you taught me, told me what it is now. And you do like little keychains. You just do everything, huh? Yeah, a little bit of everything. I do the flasks too. Um, I, I'm working on glass right now, so I can start making that. And uh, I'm doing acrylic as well. So the uh, the mirror acrylics was like like the little keychains that I showed you. Yes. So I'm going to start making those as big designs. I made I have one design of a... Uh, is LA and Ra- and Raiders that people? I mean, I'm not a big football fan, but hey, people like the sport, so I I joined them together, and, and it looks looks pretty nice. So it's acrylic, looks like glass, but it's it's a uh, it, it's it's plastic mirrorish, and it just cuts out to the ship, and it comes out pretty nice. There's a person who follows me, um, MS Coolers. He makes like you know like those little buckets of coolers you put beers in. Mm-hmm. He makes the designs like Dodgers, Raiders, right. and it's like and it's like, dude, Mega Man. It's hard to really do the designs and stuff. They have to weld, you know, doing all that metal stuff. I was like, and just by you doing this and and talking earlier about you know like your machine, you know, it's like. You got like a little air to, to air out all the smoke out in the window, then this and lasers. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, my little thing. This is an Android. The old version was an iPhone. Which <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can update it, but you can't put anything you want on it. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty much how this machine. So, it's, it's, it was, a, it was intimidating. I'm going to say the least. Really? When I, so, when I first got this, when I had the little machine, because the little machine, like I said, it's like, just like I, like I said, it was an iPhone. 
So you you get this machine and it's very simple to use. And you get used to having all the settings, you get used to having everything just easy. So once I got to the point that I was making bigger designs and I needed to make them faster because some of the projects that I was doing, they were taking too long. Wow. You're still making money, but I feel like I wasn't making as much profit because that machine, the limits of it wasn't, it wasn't fast enough, but the, the, little, the little one. Oh. So that's why when I decided to jump into this big one, it's, it's like I outgrew that one pretty quickly. I mean, I think I only had them uh, use that machine for about six months before I had to jump into the big one because I, I was, I wanted to do, my imagination was just, I wanted to do something bigger. I wanted to do something more, more like this, you know, three, three layers, faster so if i want to make stuff like this and still make a profit i needed to get the right machinery for me to be able to do what i need to do yeah when you do your designs and everything you take pictures and you just put it in your computer so hey you show the customers hey this is what i can do and everything and you save those for for your files and everything yeah. you're like okay with anything i can do with this and that right so just a little bit of i mean anything just like this one that i make for you so That's you, awesome, so you have your logo your brand new logo you're the only one that has that logo so uh, what i did is i just took a screenshot of your one of the pages that you took and I just, you know, just kind of put it in my program. I fixed it a little bit and I turn it into this so I can actually do this now. I'm going to hang that right after the podcast. <laughs> I was like, I'll sniff it and be like, is that like a wooden air freshener? Yeah, pretty much. So it's, unless you're allergic to wood, then you're messed up, bro. Nah, man. That, you know, there's one thing I like. I like that wooden smell. Like when you're, when you, you have the little tray for like chopping, cutting meat yeah. and everything, I... I the like bamboo, that. that's yes. bamboo. That the bamboo smells really, really nice. Yeah, and you're telling me like, when anyone, we, I mean, the stuff that you make, it could be really pricey. But hey, if you want to go to a place that's more cheaper, it's like. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I try to do like a little bit for everyone. Like it's just some of the stuff. Like I try to get good quality for people. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just buy like any random stuff. And you get my stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, imagine that works. That does okay work. It's like it's cheap stuff. You know, I don't want you to get that that in your brain when you buy my stuff if you buy something from me you're like you know what he took the time it, you can my, i feel like my my work reflects on on the stuff that i make that you see it's like oh wow that looks that looks like it took time that looks like it's it's yeah. good and that's really what i want to do because i i i really i, I take pride in what i do you know I, this is my this is my therapy of things that I like to do. <laughs> so I want it to be good. And I guess sometimes I might spend too much time trying to perfect it. And that's like, that's when my wife comes in. It's like, hey, you're, you're taking too much time in that. The first one you did was awesome. But me as a perfectionist, I try to do it better and better and better. And sometimes it might take too long. So, But yeah, that's the thing. Like, you don't want to take shortcuts. You know, like, you know, you have to make it perfect. You know, like details, you know. And you have to be like that. Yeah, but there's a limit, though. Because, I mean, if I'm going to spend eight hours on something that I could have done in 30 minutes, which it has happened, <laughs> because it's, yeah. it's just like you start doing it. It's like, oh, come out nice. Oh, I can tweak it a little better. It comes out. Oh, that's nice. Oh, let me tweak it a little better. And, and I don't even, because I'm having so much fun doing it, it's, I, don't, I lose track of time. And next thing I've noticed is like, because I like to work at night, because during the day, you know, I like to spend time with my son and work and stuff. And... It's been time that I start working around 10 o'clock at night and next thing in the morning, it's like, oh crap, it's five o'clock in the morning. Are you serious? Yeah. But, it's, but it doesn't feel like I work. You know, I, it's like, it's on my own time and I'm creating stuff and there's, nobody's awake. So I'm just like putting my music and it's soundproof in here. So I'm not waking anybody up and just, I go into this flow and I'm just, 
go into that uh, into the zone. You know, when you when you're doing all these zines, what type of music? Because I I remember you like what you like rock and heavy metal. I like a little bit of everything, man. Like I grew up. Uh, it's funny. My dad was um, my dad was a musician. He sang uh, boleros, like romantic music in Spanish. Oh shit! Yeah, so that's what I grew. I grew the up baby maker. Yeah, so I grew up making uh, listening to that. Like, we're up to that, like, classical music. And then my sister started listening to, in Mexico, because I was born in Mexico, and she started listening to, like, uh, when the rock stuff starts kind of getting popular, like, Guns N' Roses. I didn't know what they were saying, but it's just like, ah, it just sounded <laughs> cool. So I started listening to, like, Guns N' Roses and, like, Metallica. And those were, those were the first ones that I started getting into, like, um, what was that, NOFX. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and then... Uh, um, just like and uh, just like stuff like that when I was in Mexico, and then I came here, and then um, I started listening to like you know hip hop was very. Well, I grew up in East LA, so you know hip hop was a big thing. So I like old school hip. I like old school real hip hop. The people that are actually rapping. Not the trap or the mumble I, I, music. I don't want mumble now. Like I mean, some of them have good beats. Like okay, all right, the beat is cool, but it's just the mumbling just kills it for me. I want I want a music that's telling me a story. Same thing in rock, because most rock songs they're like. Oh, but they're telling you a story at the same time if you pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the music that I like to listen to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then I started getting into more harder stuff on the music, you know, like Mortarhead and like, you know, Slipknot. And Damn, <laughs> yeah, man. you know, and then I went into uh, King Diamond, which that's like super like, Ugh, you know, it's, it's just a mixture. So if you hear, listen to my Spotify, you know, I can, or even music in Spanish, you know, I can listen to some cumbias and then all of a sudden it goes to like Ramstein. And then from Ramstein. Oh, wow. And then from okay. Ramstein. I'm actually, I have a ticket. I'm going to go see Ramstein at the end of the year. Duhash. Yeah, Duhash. Yes. Yeah, it's I remember. Um, there used to be an MTV called Hanger, Headbangers Ball. Yeah. And it had MTV 2. They had all these metal stuff like Mushroom Head, yeah. Static X, like Static you know, Ramstein, you uh-huh. know, like man, just the who's who, Deftones, like, uh, Suicidal uh, Tendencies, oh my uh, no, dude, no effects, and dude, they see that that's funny because that's how I, I really like that type of music. And then you know, like uh, Martin Moreno has that uh, Slaughter Before Slaughter. I was yes. like, oh bro, I li- I when I heard his music, I was like. Bro, that sounds like a mixture of uh, suicidal tendencies and like no effects. When I heard that, I was like, "Beer belly Jesus." Beer belly Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's the music that I like. And then I can go like listen to Queen and Rob. Bad mm-hmm. Religion. Bad Religion. Yeah. You got Radiohead. You got Gorillaz. And you know, like in Iron Man was, was, was a big one. Oh, I really, yeah, I love Iron Man. Oh yeah, um, Iron Maiden. Um, but the one that really, like, really stuck out to me when I was uh, starting to the whole heavy metalist and, and mixture of rock and hip-hop, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, you, uh, yeah, it was yeah, political. Yeah. It was like, yeah, man, it's like, like, nothing. Life. It was telling you life, but at the same time, it's telling you, like, like, now, like, shit's going on with this whole pandemic and this and the government. It, it was, that was, they were, like, they were ahead of the time. If you go back and listen to and watch their music videos... Of uh, Rage Against the Machine, and look at the videos they post out, and everything that they're showing is relevant to right now. Yes, and even some of the some of the images you start seeing, like the political people they are trying to come up in those spots. Like you know, like I said, I don't want to get political, but this one, I when I saw this, I was just like, oh crap, that's crazy. There was a, uh, uh, I think uh, I don't remember exactly which song it is, but one of the Rage Against the Machines when oh when they were singing it uh in, in front of the stock market, they closed it down. I don't know if you remember that they, they they really did that on that video. They went out in front of the stock market and they had a live concert. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was written and they made the video. So when you're doing that, then other political people start to come out. You see somebody coming out with a, a 2010 Trump for president for Trump. Look at the video. It's crazy. Ooh. Yeah. So that's, that's, so that's what I'm saying. That's 2010. That's like the Simpsons predicting. She's like almost Nostradamus. Exactly. So see, that's why I really like all the lyrics from Rich Against the Machine. They're very like straight. If you, if you, they're just screaming out whatever. Go get, go back, get the lyrics and listen to the song the same lyric and just listen to everything they're saying. It's very like it's it's truth. It's real though. It's Damn, real. Man, so crazy. but yeah, that's just that's why I just like music. Music tells you uh, helps you. For me, music helps the soul, bro. Like mm -hmm. it helps your soul, it helps you clear your mind. It will keep you sometimes you you're feeling a little crazy for whatever or stressed out, and you might hear a song that's telling you a story, it's like a song's for me. And you don't even realize it. And that's what, I, that's what I really enjoy music. I can, and every feeling that I'm feeling, I can think of a song about, oh, you know what? That song, I like it. Yeah, it helps me. It's like therapy as well. Yeah, therapy. Because I, I, I know you listen to music. Then when did you start beginning to listen to podcasts? You know, it's, it was a while back. But it was just, I like to listen. Uh, you know which one I said? It wasn't even a podcast. It was just radio. I used to just listen to the back into like ESPN, uh, Mason in Ireland, or like they just talk and I just like, there's just, just a conversation. So it's, it's kind of like a podcast on the radio. It's just like, yeah. they're just talking about randomness. Mm -hmm. And then, um, before that there was, uh, um, oh, Kevin and Bean, you know, mm -hmm. like, and K-Rock. And that was like, really, that's kind of how, that's kind of how I feel like podcasts are with them. Kind of like Love Line. Yeah. So exactly. So they just pretty much, they're just talking to get somebody in, they're just going a little bit randomness but it's just like entertaining and you having they're trying to show like somebody's real stuff that's going on and that's kind of how I, I started just listening to that and sometimes you don't feel like listening to music and just jump into a uh something motivational something that you want to get to <laughs> you know you, you want to get in a different state of mind because you just want to get out of that funk yeah I, I i was doing some graphs and i was last night i was like man there's i thought in a way there's maybe close to fifty-five thousand podcasts around the world uh-uh 1.3 million different types of podcasts on any different kind of genre, you know, mental health, sports, religion, music. I mean, there's anything. I mean, I don't watch TV no more. Only if it's like the Lakers or Giants game, but I just listen to music and hear podcasts. That's it. It's it's crazy. I feel like, especially during the pandemic, a lot more people had a lot more free time. Yes. And that's what I started a lot of the, a lot of the people to start doing different avenues of like either businesses or just same thing for the mental health part, just to help them deal with we're on a lockdown, you know, and people are not used to being on a lockdown. Oh, you have to wear a mask. You feel control. I mean, quote unquote, but I mean, it's for your own good sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. and like I was like double A, we're talking to double A. He started yeah. this during the pandemic. Yeah. I started, like started my company right before the pandemic, not knowing for the same thing, just for uh, mental health for me, because I was just getting stressed out. Yeah, how was it like before? Because um, let's go back. I mean, you grew up in Mexico, and and for how long? I, I was eight years old when they brought me from Mexico. Okay. So yeah, we came in nineteen ninety three to the heart of East LA. <laughs> okay. So you came into East Los right off the bat, and then uh, times are rough over there. Yeah, you know it, it was it was you know I I always remember this that um, 
It, for I mean, when I was you know, we live in Mexico, it's more freely at the time, you know, in the nineties, eighties when I grew up. You know, you can go on the street. There was like kids running around, going into the 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 puddles of mud, and that's like the Mexican pools, bro. Good band too. Yeah, man, that's true. Puddle of mud. <laughs> and yeah, you go to the neighbors, and uh, you get fruits from the trees. You know, like I'm from Michoacan. And, Michigan, uh, Euro, uh, Europa, Michigan. I said, <laughs> Europa, Michoacan. Yeah, for the for the layman's. <laughs> so yeah, so it's avocado country, man. So yeah. we had like real like big giant avocados. Avocados like, gold right now. Yeah, oh, see, see, that's the that's the new goal like, if you hear that. But it's funny how you this it's the celebrity was, but the people in in there they're not getting them. Damn. So see, so like for example, like where where we have our house, like my mom still, my mom is in Mexico right now. Mm-hmm. They right in front of it, they used to be like uh, they call this uh, an aguacatera, which is pretty much just a, a avocado factory. So there used to be like trees for miles when I when I came over here, and then the tr- they just had a little fence, and the trees were so big that they would come out into the side, and you know the the the, the companies didn't say anything, and the the neighbors we just that's where you got your avocados, so, oh, like trying like delicious avocado. I went back for the first time in 25 years, like six years ago, and my mom still stayed in the same house, but that all that, uh, all those trees were taken out. Now it's a big old warehouse, like giant, they, all those trees are gone. So it's like, see, all those people used to get, that was fruit for the people, you know? And not anymore. Not anymore. So see, times are getting rougher. The, the neighborhood has gotten like rougher than it was before. Even you know, I mean, they see me going over there. They just you look out of place just because you you just look out you don't belong. Damn. So even though I'm not I'm not like flashy, I didn't go like oh yeah, boinging this and that. But just people can tell. You know, when you go back and and just see it, it's like okay, you know, you're not from here. I mean, you speak Spanish, but we can tell you're not from here. It's like oh okay. Damn. So it's like you're not from there. Yeah, I mean, even though I'm from there, but I'm still. Isn't it kind of weird? Like, like I, I, I was born, I was born in Long Beach. I wasn't all my family, but when you get frowned upon, if like I have, if I have family in, over there in Mexico, and I look like well, he's not from around here. But if you stay there for half your life, they should recognize for who you are. Yeah, well, I mean, see, it's I guess it was the things people don't don't really see that they don't think that I'm from Mexico. They just think that I was born here because it's like I, I think I emulated the language right away. I was able to speak the language, and you know, I I, I consider and people say that I'm I'm more like a chameleon that I like I adapt to my environment, and it's just like okay, adapt and survive. So that's I feel like that's what I did when we came from Mexico, and at a really young age, I was like okay. So I'm in a new place, and it's like, okay, let's adapt, let's see what's going on, adapt and conquer. Let's go ahead, let's move, move forward. And that's when you moved from Mexico to East LA, and the people were the lucky ones who, who survived their, the late 80s and early 90s. And stuff. You know, like, one of the funniest stories that has always been in my brain when I was in East Los, and just, just to, to get an idea of the shit that used to happen, I remember we were coming out of the, my, my apartment complex with my mom, and then um, you see, like, this guy's chasing this guy. Like, this, uh, this homie was just running for his life, literally. And there's, like, three guys chasing him with staple guns, just pop, 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 shooting staples at the guy. And I was like, bro... You know, these guys are getting killed over here with staples, bro. It's like that movie Lethal Weapon or Lethal Weapon 2 where the guy was constructed he killed that guy with the staple gun. Yeah, dude, like, I was like... And, and the thing is, you you live in that environment that you start seeing stuff like that. And I never seen it. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? And, it, you know, the people, since the, all the people around us, they were so used to it. They're like, okay, don't worry, just... Just mind your own business. Just mind your business and just keep going. And I was like, 
I'm like, what the f- this is normal? <laughs> you know? But, and then you get used to it. You see stuff like that. You see shoelaces all the time. And then, you know, at the time, even as, as you're growing up through there, then, you know, there was a lot of gangs. And everybody always thought they were a tough ganger. Even though some of them weren't even like, gangsters for real. They were just posing and they were like, where you from? Whatever. Divisions. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was like, bro, see, I'm not a... I'm not a fighter or a lover, bro. No. <laughs> no, I just, I never, I didn't feel like that was something that I want to be part of. But you know people everywhere because obviously you still live there. Yeah. So you can't just be like, okay, I'm going to shut everybody out. I'm going to hide in my house and you're never going to deal with anybody. You still have to deal with people. You, But you still have the choice if you want to go on and do crazy stuff. You can still hang with them. And some of them are cool with that. And some of them are just like, all right, you stay out of my way. You respect what they do and it's like you move on. And that's how I, I did it. At least, Damn. you know, just respect who they, you know, respect what their hustle, respect what they're doing. You know, you never give them any shade and just move on. And Even though, even though you live in Downey, you still go time to time to East LA because then there's some bomb ass foods. Yeah, well, see, I still go back and Still reminisce because I mean, even though when I was in East Los, I, I live in East LA for a little bit, and then my, my parents they moved us to I was in Boyle Heights for a little bit too, so it was like close to Roseville and stuff. Like, yeah, dude, it, it was um, it was crazy, you know, like we're living in that. I think that it was rougher over there when I was like for the Boyle Heights area, and then we moved back to uh, um, to East LA because um, at the time I, I think I, I just started high school. Um, and we moved, I was starting going to Garfield High School and Garfield, I guess, was a little bit better. So when we moved to Boyle Heights, we were literally two blocks away from Roosevelt, but Roosevelt was rougher and my dad was like, no, mijo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he would drive me to Garfield all the way to East LA every morning until we moved back. I think it was like for three or four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he didn't, they didn't want to switch me to Roosevelt cause it was, it seems like it was a lot rougher neighborhood and it would have been harder. So damn. Props to my paps were like still before they split up. They so they brought us back to East Los and then we stay like literally like a block away from Garfield High School, which is yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you lived in you lived in Colorado for like a little yeah. Time. So when my uh, I was until about nineteen ninety nine, almost two thousand. It's uh, I was sixteen years old and my parents split up. So at the time, my dad went back to Mexico and my mom stayed here. And, you know, and that's and around that time I started just getting angry for the same situation. You know, you're a kid and then you don't know, like you feel like the relationship between them or stuff that's going around. It's like you somehow it's your fault. So I was just angry. I was an angry kid back there. You know, I was like, I was, I was the angry kid that's like punching holes into the wall kind of kid. Like I had an anger management. Like in this scene, it's funny. Like that was me back then. And, you know, like things I feel like. The universe started bringing me people or just situations that started changing my life. And I, that's when I started feeling that I'm living through this, not through luck. Like something's like, it has to be more than luck because it's, I was like, what a coincidence that I get to meet these people and it helps me to go through this path. What a coincidence. I'm like, no, nah, there's not such thing as a coincidence. Man, you're, something's going on out there. So, mm-hmm. I was, I, so that was happening to me and I was like, okay, what do, I didn't know how to deal with it. And one of my friends, oh, it wasn't even my friend. This guy it was uh, one of the friends of a friend. He was like, you know, he was a little little cholito guy. He was like, you know, he's a troublemaker <laughs> guy. But he's like, hey man, he's like, hey, you 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 look, you're angry. You'll be you'll be a good boxer. And I'm like, let's go. So there's this boxing club in Eddie Eddie Herrera's on Olympic, and uh, and he's still, he's still there. And he took me. He's like, yeah. So. 
I just started going there and I feel like I was doing boxing for a little bit. That took a lot of the anger out. Like, really, I feel like that really. Because you're that, so tired. It's you just like mentally drained. Like, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't just that because I just felt like just by punching the back and I was getting all my anger out. Yeah. And then on whatever it was. And, and that's what I started working out and that really helped me at the time. It just really like it cleared my mind. And, and then that's what the situation happened. It's like there was an opportunity that should I stay here or should I go to Colorado? And, um, my mom was like, well, you want to go back to Mexico with your dad or you want to stay here with us? So we'll, we'll figure it out. And I, I was just like, I, I just, I feel like I need to get away. I feel like I need a clean, I need a change, cleanliness of my life. So I was like, okay, let's go. So my godfather lives in Colorado. He's like, mijo, you know, you can come up here with me. And I'm like, I'm a 16 year old kid. I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Jump on a Greyhound bus. It's 16 by myself. And let's go. Went to Colorado. I was it's all cold over there. You know, it is funny because I, I, I show up there with shorts and a tank top. and <laughs> You know, I'm a California kid now. <laughs> so you're, you're going to Aspen, baby. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I, you never, I never lived the, the L.A. bubble. You know, you're, you're in my East L.A. Um, and all the hikes come. And you go back to it. That's all, this, all the world, you know. And I, that's one of the things I feel like it helped me when I move up there because... It's a lot of war out there, man. You know, it's a lot of experience, a lot of religions and different stuff that if you don't go out and experience it, that's what the war is for, man. Go out and experience, bro. When you were in high school, I mean, we're going to, because it's, it's going to bring everything together. Did you do any hobbies, like any wood shops or anything and stuff like that? You know, I didn't. Not in high school. Huh. Yeah. You know, like it, it wasn't, uh, I wanted to do stuff that, you know, I wanted to, because at the time, since I was working out and stuff, I wanted to. I, I always liked playing basketball, and I considered that I was good at it, and or play football or something. Because by the time I was in, dude, at, at junior high, I was already like two hundred pounds, bro. I was always a big kid, but I was always like light on my feet. <laughs> so people said like I was a, I was a, I was a fat kid on, on junior high running the mile and get it you know i don't know if you remember back in the day when you used to run around the they used to make you run around the school yeah, yeah. and then the first kids that got to the to finish the the mile they'll, they'll start giving you a grade the first ones get the a and then you start getting after them to give you the b whatever i was a fat kid getting the a and it was like what the hell how is this fat kid can run i'm like i don't know i just i just run <laughs> so i remember a funny story that the t like the kids were complaining saying that i was cheating i was cutting across so that I remember that the, the PE teacher actually ran behind me to make sure that actually when he got, like when we got to the end, he's like, he's like, son, you got some lungs. <laughs> I was like, I can run. I can't help it. I so, wish I had lungs because I didn't have lungs yesterday yeah. when, when I did that hill. <laughs> well, so I wanted to, like, I wanted to do sports, but my parents never let me because the, first they couldn't afford it because, you know, you have to pay for your own stuff oh, like yeah. that. And then... Because I wasn't legal at the time, my parents were afraid that I, if I would have got too much exposure or whatever, somebody would find out, I would get deported. So I never really joined anything other extracurricular activities in school because my parents felt that I could get in trouble Is somehow. That to me, I learned about that last year because my lady and a lot of people, they always say, don't get into trouble, don't mm -hmm. do this, mm -hmm. don't get into mischief because like, how come I can't do anything? Well, they didn't know at the time if... If you don't have papers and you get in trouble, they deport you quick. Yeah, but see, and that's what people don't understand. Like, um, now I feel like I'm more of a advocate for the hardworking people that like immigrants that feel like, oh yeah, they're lazy, they're doing all this stuff. And I know, bro, like 
people like me that came off that, we hustle harder than anybody else. Because you're the first ones to have DACA. Yeah. <laughs> see, I was the first, like, was one of the first ones that I qualified for that. But see, even before that, I always felt that I needed to keep a clean record. So even though I didn't, uh, when I started working, I was still, I had a, IT number, like, a tax ID number. I was paying my taxes, but I was never getting anything back because you're not legal. Mm. When I was going, when I went to school, to college and stuff like that, I had to pay this out-of-state student. I didn't. I wasn't getting like, oh, you go to a community college, you pay like ten, twenty dollars per unit. No, bro, I was paying like sixty, seventy dollars per unit because I, I'm, I'm out of state for community college. <laughs> you know, if I wanted to go to a real university, some of them they won't take you because you don't have a social, or if they take you, you had to pay out of pocket. There's no financial aid. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that. So you have to work twice as hard to get this thing that some other people get, and, oh. and people don't get that. So. For somebody to go out there and start just like talking crap about, oh yeah, the DACA's are a bunch of gangsters or the DACA's are, and you, you probably heard that. And it's like, yeah. and it's like, bro, you have like, anybody can qualify for DACA. No, bro. Not anybody can qualify for DACA. Not like that anymore. Not, no, never. Like people, oh, really? like, no, people are like, oh yeah, anybody can qualify for DACA. Any, any criminal, any rapist, any other stuff, they can just go in and, and, and qualify for, it's not true, bro. There's a process that you had to go through and they really do background on stuff. Like they asked for a lot of information when I was trying to apply and I was lucky enough that I always have clean record. I pay my taxes. I had shown that I was, uh, I said it, I never got, I was never pulled over by the cops. Yeah. I never did anything. You're lucky because you're, you're working. You're like, yeah, well, see, that's the thing, though. Like, it, like well, I, I'm going to say, well, I'm, let me take it back back. I did get pulled over by the cops, but because I, I think that they, they see who you are. So how you react. So they pull me over. I talked to them. I spoke English. You know, that's one of the things I was able to communicate. And he's like, where are you going? Whatever. And I told him, look, this is what's going on. And I'm just being honest with you. And every time I always have someone that's like, okay, don't let me catch you. And you'll let me go. That always, even okay. like that happens so many times. And that's what I'm saying. It's just like how the universe brought these people. They'd be like, okay, you're one of the good ones or something. I don't know. That's what I think in my brain. And I remember Trump like years ago, he wanted to take DACA away. He, I think he, he stopped it for a little bit. A little bit. And yeah, and then it continued. And I think now, they, like with Biden and all that stuff, they continue and doing different stuff. And now there's, I think it's even a path also to, like, to become a, a resident and from them to pass the citizenship. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it's good for all these hardworking people. If you can show and you, you put in the work, I mean, like for me, it's like people tell me, oh, you know, like those people are just jumping ahead of the line. I'm like, what line? There's no line. That, oh, you go back in the back of the line and apply properly. There wasn't nothing for... That's why I couldn't apply for 20-something years. You know? Like, I just recently got my citizenship. I mean, I... And I got Damn. my DACA, like, when the first year. That was I like, five on that shit, man. Yeah, bro. So, it's not a... It's not like, okay, cool. Let's just go. You just get in line. There's a line. Yeah, dude. Like, this, like, you start the process. And then they're like, okay, well, you don't qualify because there's no law that help you here. There's no... So, that's why there's people waiting... Like, to try to come in for 10, 15, they never, they never get their citizen, or they can never come over here. Like, me, it's like, okay, well, my parents brought me, illegally, obviously, mm-hmm. but, dude, I'm a kid. Like, well, I don't know. What am I going to tell people? Oh, no, parents, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are breaking the law. Leave me here by myself at eight years old. You know, you don't know that. You're a kid. So, you brought into this thing. It's like, okay, there's a new place to live. This is all you know. Yes, I was eight years old when they called me, but, I mean, this is my life. This is where all my experiences and everything that I've done has been in this country. So, like, 
for me, like, to say that a piece of paper dictates, like, where's my, uh, where I'm from, it sucks. Because in my mind, this is my home, you know? This is where I grew up. I'm from here, you know? That paper, that case. Yeah, so... That was a, a crazy thing that when I, I went through my citizenship, the process, and when I was getting sworn in, I was like, bro, dude, I, I broke into tears. I really did. It's like I didn't think that I was going to, but it, it was so relieving to feel like, man, dude, I made it. This is crazy. You know, I, I don't have that feeling that somebody's chasing, like driving and you see some, a cop, a security guard driving by and you don't know, like, oh, shit. You know, just because you're out there exposing yourself and I don't feel that anymore. And I just wish for all the people that are going through this process that getting the DACA or they're going through get their citizenship. It's, it's going to be so rewarding once they do it because it's so relief. It's such a, a relief. Oh, yeah. I had a couple of friends. It's like we wanted to go to some breweries in San Diego. And it's like, oh, I can't. Said, Why? Because that's there's, where in San Clemente. There's a checkpoint. Yeah, there's a checkpoint in San Clemente where it starts and shit. And if I get, it's like, dude, it's like, I didn't know. But when I was, yes, and I called him, it's like, yeah, you're right. There's border patrols and everything from San Clemente pulling people over and coming back. And I was like, fuck, man, people get scared. Well, yeah, like, it was, and I think for me, like, I didn't, I, same thing with one of those people. I don't want to go there, but I think I was a little more ballsy that it's like, okay, cool. I think, uh, you know, I speak the language now, and then it's, I can get away with a lot of stuff. And I feel like that's that's one of the things that helped me that I emulated to the how we are. Mm-hmm. So you know, if somebody pulled me over, it's like, oh, how are you doing, officers? Whatever, and they're like, oh, all right, good day. They they won't even hesitate, and especially since I don't, I mean. I don't look like gang related or anything like that. So like, it's not helping, you know. Like, yeah. look at me. I'm wearing a colorful purple shirt with a with a fiki on my light, light, light. Yeah. So you know, you pull me over, you see me, and you start talking to me right away. Like people don't don't get that vibe that oh yeah, this guy's up to no good. You know, it's like okay, dude, get out of here. You know, that that's the the vibe that I always give out to people. Mm-hmm. So it's, do you, do you go when you meet people? You just go by their energy. Like how they're like, oh, he could be a cool guy, he could be an asshole. You know, it's it, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm an energy guy. I feel like I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I feed off the the people that I'm around, and um, that's kind of how I, uh, I started to embrace that just recently mm-hmm. because before I wasn't. I felt it. I, I sometimes I will go to places and I will feel very like, oh my god, I feel angry. Why? But it's just the the people that I was around that were very negative. So I, for some reason, I was absorbing that. So I woke up and I'm like, oh man, I don't feel right. But I didn't know what it was until just the past like four, I'm going to say four or five years. No, not even, possibly like four years. Four, I started just getting into tune. It's just like, it's, and the energy, like there we are. And then just pretty much, it, it, it sounds crazy that like people are here. It's like, oh, you're, you're a hippie, bro. And I'm like, no, man, it's just like, I just feel it. You know, so I can be around people and then I can, I feed off their energy and it seems like people get some of my energy and then it, it helps them, you know, to move forward, you know, but because I still learning all that, sometimes I, I end up very drained. I'll get home and I'm exhausted. I'm like, man, why am I so tired? You know, I spend time with somebody and then I leave these people and they're like happy now and I'm glad I helped you, you know? I think in a way it's good. It's a good thing that you brought that up because I think now from COVID times, like last year, where a lot of people are not here on earth and a lot of stuff happened and stuff. Now it's time to kind of be there for each other and help each other and, and be happy and live life because a lot of people took, took things for granted. People were overworking, not spending time, divorce rate, suicide rate, depression, mental yes. awareness is all time high. 
And we got to think of ourselves, man, what can we do to better ourselves? Or if shit like this happens again, we will be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this pandemic really brought out the true colors of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You see, because there was a lot of people out there that were just very like low-key, very evil people that like you didn't even know. And then they really brought out like the goodness of a lot of people and the badness of a lot of people. So, I mean, me personally, I still remain the same that it's like, okay, you know what? Mm -hmm. I like to... I like to talk to everyone. I talk to everyone. I deal with everyone. And to the point that you're being an asshole. <laughs> like, that's like, I guess that's my filter. I don't care where you come from. Mm-hmm. You can have a bunch of money or you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. If you're a jerk, you're a jerk and I'm not going to deal with you. And yeah. that's, that's just how I am. And I, I always give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Doesn't matter who it is. Okay, well, maybe he rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, but let's, let me talk to him because I just like to get to know them. And if I start seeing certain trends that I don't like or see that it's like something, it's like, you know what? It's just, it's taking that away from my peace. I'm not going to deal with you. That, that's a good point because I feel like with me, it, from this COVID, it, it brought a lot of soul searching in my life too. You think in a way you know yourself and you dig a little bit more deeper and you find yourself more like, Wow, I didn't know I was like that. Yeah. You know, like I did a lot more like um like yesterday I did some hiking for mm. the first time and I was hiking and, and there's always been like, man, I always had this mental block. Oh, you're never gonna make it. Mm. Oh, still don't do it. It's like and getting to that top of that hill was like it took like two hours to get up there, but man, I'm gonna tell you one thing, I had like Mexican Popeye hands. Yeah. It flared up, my hands were all like it was just because I didn't work out and do hikes. But to me, it was relief. Like, okay, if I can overcome this and 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 changing my life on a lot of things we talked about earlier, and in my relationship, the podcast, it's like, it's it's like a monkey off my back. Yeah, and it, it's once you realize that you have the power to change your environment just by thinking differently. Exactly. It's 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 crazy. Like, and it's, it's so powerful because. I didn't, I didn't realize how much power there is just for you to think in a certain way and you start reacting to everything completely different, even though you walk through the same situation and you, just by you thinking it one different way, just tweaking it a little bit, your, your experience in that situation will be completely different than you would have taught it before. That compared to before, something happens, like, like my wife keeps bringing this up because I was getting very negative because I was getting depressed and stuff. So I was getting, you know, I was trying to, catch myself being negative so one of the one thing that is like i recommend you try it and it's harder than it sounds try to go a day without thinking a, a, a negative thought oh that's a good one just just go throughout the day and try to catch yourself that's a good one so like and you see the difference how your life starts to change because you you don't react to the same way like you're driving something but you're like what the fuck you know then before and then you're like well you don't know where that person's coming from Maybe that person, somebody's, somebody's, somebody's dying and they have to get there. There's just like they have to pick up somebody or somebody's in danger. That you don't know why they cut you over, you know? It's like, huh. And then that won't ruin that moment for the rest of your day. Because before you go, oh, that guy cut me off. And when you're walking around all pissed off, and that person, you probably didn't even notice they cut you off. And you're all walking around with this grudge for uh, an imaginary problem that never happened. <laughs> oh, I'll give an example. Like when leave, people leave, mean comments or dms on social media that could fuck up your day as well mm-hmm. where it's like you gotta have super thick skin and not let that get to you well you know like I, said, I, I mean maybe because i mean i'm not in the podcast world and then 
before I think I would have got more upset and stuff like that and I would be looking to see. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you know what? It's, it is what it is, man. I'm going to go out and put my vibe as positive and do what I work. If you like my work, then cool. Follow me. You don't like my work, then whatever. <laughs> and then if somebody posts something negative, it's like, all right, bye. You know, it's like, I'm like, what? I mean, like, this is, this is, my, this is my personal way of living life now. It's like, if you respect the opinion of somebody, then it should let you affect you. So if somebody puts a negative comment and, they don't, and you don't respect their, their, their opinion or them as a person, then it doesn't face me. Because I don't respect this person. So that's how I'm going around everything. So if somebody puts something negative, who is this person? I don't know who you are. It's not going it to affect me. It's not one of my loved ones. It's not my wife. It's not my, my son. It's not like somebody that I really, truly uh, someone close respect. To like somebody that I close to or that I respect. That mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, this person helped me and is telling me this. Um, and that hurts. When it's just like some random, like, you know, person just trying to be a jerk. It's like... Whatever, dude. I don't. You, you. I don't. You don't deserve my peace. You're not gonna ruin like messing up my my inner peace. So it's like whatever. You know. When I was doing a podcast before I got here about uh about mental awareness and depression, uh, there's a people DM like, why you gotta talk about that stupid shit? You know, it's like those are for sissies. Well, they don't know. It's just a, people like there's a lot of people that are afraid of talking about that, and and some of them are even themselves going through depression. But the way to block it is like I'm not gonna tell you I'm macho, bro. I'm 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 a, I'm a man. Do I deal like this with a man? I'm like, how do you deal with this like a man? Well, you go you go drinking and get all fucked up, and then you say, you, go, you go doing all this crazy stuff. That's how you do. More power to you, brother. Or or pretty much in a way, it's like how are you gonna say you're a macho and a man. And what happens if your your son or daughter are going through that shit? Are you how are you gonna deal with that? Yeah, but see that's the thing is just you have to be, you have to be open minded, and then that's mm. the thing is that for me, and like I said, it goes back to your inner peace, man. You need to find yourself that it's like okay, you have to center yourself in order for you to be able to bring it out to the world because you influence everybody as much as without even knowing. You know, you can inf- you can influence a lot of people just by saying something, and, and if you instead of saying something negative, you say something positive. That can change that person's life. So that's how I feel now. Like I walk around, it's like, you know what? I'm trying to watch what I say because it's not because it's like I care what people think. It's just because it's going to ruin my peace, my mm-hmm. mental peace. So mm-hmm. just keep it, keep it straight. And that's I feel like that's I feel much more, more happier this way. I can attract way more people this way. Like I feel like every time I started thinking like that, my business started to grow better. I started to get to know people that I never knew I was going to. No, and I'm enjoying myself a lot more than I did before. Before I was like, oh man, I need to grow this, I need to do this. I was getting stressed out and it's just, it's, it was taking a toll on my, my mental health. You know, I was getting depressed. I was, it was, it was hard. So once I started coming into myself, it's like, you know what? I, I need to come into peace. Okay, what's bothering me? Why am I acting like this? This is not me, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not an angry person. I'm not a... I'm not the type of person that would just like ah, go at you for no reason, and I'm and I was starting to feel on edge, and it's like why? Why am I feeling like this? Mm-hmm. So, it's that's when I started to need to get to know mental. Okay, what's wrong with me? And I need to get to know myself, and as I get to know, I'm still learning, but I start checking myself in a way. It's like okay, one one of the three things that I like to do that helps me is like if I'm feeling when I'm feeling depressed, if I'm feeling anxiety, or I'm feeling happy, like. How do you know what you're feeling on those three? How do you balance it out? You know, no, no, I wouldn't balance it out. It's like, why is triggering it? Mm. So, for example, if I start feeling depressed, 
I figure out that when I'm being depressed, I'm thinking of the past. So that's why I know, okay, well, because sometimes you, you're like, yeah. why am I depressed? Ah, so you think it's the future, you know where it's coming from. But now that every time it's like when I'm depressed, it's because I'm thinking of the past. So I'll think back and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's what, that's what happened. Okay. So it, that takes me over from the depressed. When I'm getting anxiety, it's because something that's coming up is future. So I focus. You're, you're overthinking. Yeah, exactly. So that's what the anxiety comes from. Mm-hmm. And normally when you're happy, you're living in the moment. So that's why you're like, you're happier. So mm. it's like, okay, so now I try to catch myself. It's like, where, how am I feeling? So if I start feeling depressed, I'm like, okay, you have to start thinking, stop thinking about the past. And then that that's, why you have to, that's, why, that's a good thing that you bring that up because you have to start, you have to close a chapter to start a new chapter. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're never going to think about it. It's whatever. It's, it's part of your life is what made you. Oh, exactly. But it's just like for you to realize where that emotion is coming from, then that's, it helps you deal with it better because now you know where it's coming from and also the journey that you've been through you're going to use that as experience that's going to help you in the presence now mm-hmm. oh yeah exactly and that's where i want to talk about in the second segment because i want to i want i want to get to know how did all this uh this start with imagine that workshop and we're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back all right and we are back i took a break and uh I want to talk about, imagine that workshop, how did it all start? <laughs> it, it, it started as a dream, bro. <laughs> it's a dream. It, you know, it was, uh, uh, it all started with a vision. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it did. Like, I, I honestly, I, I, when I was working for the insurance company, um, it's, it's very stressful work. Yes. You know, like the type of the type of stuff that you deal with, uh, the stuff that I was doing, I was dealing a lot with the high end cars. Yes. A lot of people they think they have money, so they, they think they can get away with anything. So I was we dealing with a lot of the high end cars with fraudulent claims. You know, this dude is doing a hundred miles per hour, and he bottoms up the car, and then the airbags deploy, and then he just goes, "Oh, it's just, I ran over something." I'm like, okay, bro. I, and I would plug in the car, took it to the shop, did the scan, and the scan the car, and I'm like, bro, you were doing 150 uh, on the highway. You bought a lot. It's in the car. All cars have history, bro, and people don't know that. Oh. Yeah. So, like, you can go and you can check to see certain stuff on the car. It's like, okay, what was happening with this? You know, and I'll give you an example. You know, some of the insurance companies now, they have this, since you're not driving a lot, but like, okay, you pay for what you drive. So you plug in this little chip into your, uh, into your computer of the car, and then that's how they know how much you drive, if you're speeding, if you're not speeding, and um, that's how you know. So it's because all the, the cars are smart. You know, they can, you can track all that stuff. So <laughs> that's why I was, you're dealing with all that stuff. So I was just getting stressed. You know, like dealing every day, you deal with people complaining and, and stuff like that. Like, like little BS stuff that, you know, if I tell you right now, you're like, oh, this sounds better BS. But when you're dealing with it day by day by day by day, that's what starts, starts uh, affecting your mental health. You start and getting angry. You're, and you're bringing that home. Yeah, you're bringing that home. So before you're, you're this, for me personally, I'm this happy go guy. It's like, what's up? You know, whatever. And then I start being not talkative not friendly mm. just being like very like like you you're walking around like you just want to kick rocks and it's just like nothing's making you happy you know you have a good life but you don't have you don't get to appreciate it because you're getting you're you're surrounding yourself with such negativity from what you're doing that you start losing that joy of life i'm glad that you brought that up because that's the stuff that i had to realize with that because when you work in 
in toxic environments, it brings that negativity where it could take a toll on your family and, and everyone, everyone who hangs around with you. Yeah, it, it's hard. So, I mean, it got to the point that um, I was just not happy. So I was just going to work and I was just angry and I was just like, okay, just go with the motions and blah, 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 whatever. And then um, I always, before, when I did a little bit of design, I felt like that brought me joy. Yes. So I wanted to do something in those lines of maybe doing stickers again or doing something like that that will help me get better. So I saw a commercial for the small machine that I have, which is the Glowforge. It's the Glowforge Pro. You know, it, it's, it's been a, a ride with that. And then, uh, it's the iPhone. No. It's, it's a, <laughs> so I'll tell you a funny story about that. So when I when I got the machine, that, that Glowforge Pro, I started working with it. It's very simple to use, you know. And the Glowforge community, actually, uh, they noticed that I did a couple of times. If you go into the Glowforge page and you go scroll down, they feature one of my designs and they, they give me a shout out because they saw that I was doing good work. But I was doing it just like I said. I never, that wasn't my intent. My intention is just, I was getting straight. I want to just make stuff. So creating stuff and I started making designs and, you know, and just started building it up. And, you know, it's very limited. So I moved on and within six months, I didn't even realize. And so just recently it was, it was only six months, which I thought it was a lifetime because so much struggles trying to <laughs> do yeah. it. And I moved on and I, I started with the machine and how to get the bare one. And I was happy. I, I was. Uh, there's another guy that does what I do now. He's been doing it for a little longer. You know, his name is Max. Shout out to him from Laser Beast Lab. You know, check him out. He's. Um, he actually. I never met him in person, but he has always been very helpful. Like I told you before, that I might. I guess the universe is bringing these people into my life that's been helping me build into the next step that I'm going. So Max. Um, I started seeing like designs. I don't even remember how we, like it, it was one of the communities for the laser people that I go on Facebook. And I don't know how I ended up uh, finding him. And I started following him and I was like, bro, this dude is doing super cool stuff. And I reached out to him and I'm like, hey man, you know what? I, you don't know me, I don't know you. And I just, I just wanna, you know, know how do you do it? You know, like how do you do certain stuff? Mm -hmm. And he, uh, dude, he was so like, bro look check it out I, I went through here this is how you make ads this is how you do it. like he told me the plan or how to make it and I was like shit you know like he didn't have to do that as if, if it would have been anybody else he would have been like hey bro you're, you're my competition you're doing exactly <laughs> what I do you know and but he, I don't know he was like I showed him what I was doing on the Glowforge and he actually has the machine that I have the the, the new one at OMTEC uh uh, machine and he uh, he's like he wanted to refer me he's like hey check this machine out this I think might be a good upgrade for you so I went on and then I actually I bought it and yeah this one has actually been a it was a while right in the beginning because it's it's a little intimidating because it, it goes to the whole iPhone Samsung that I was telling you about so you when I was with the Glowforge you're very used to it's very easy to use like it pretty much has 
presettings that are everything, but you cannot modify much of it. Oh, Just like a phone, like an iPhone, you can do the update, you can add apps, change little things here and there, but you can majorly change it. Like if I wanted to upgrade that I want to have a bigger space, I want a, big, a bigger fan, and the, the Glowforge does not allow you to do that. But that one does. This one does. So this one is more, I feel like it's more like an Android, but it's more for you to be more hands-on. So this machine, when I first got it, it was just, just basic, it has a laser, and it didn't have major good lights, the, the, the fan assembly wasn't as, as great, and so I did the upgrades on it. So I added the lead eyes, you see it has a camera in the top, I added the camera, yeah. and I added the uh, better lenses, now it has a new fan, so you, I wasn't very technical with this stuff, and I was kind of scared, but it's like, hey, once you start going, it's like, okay, cool. And I, I, Max actually helped me through a lot of that stuff, you know, Laser Bees Lab, dude. Like, really, I really appreciate all the help he did for me. And the, he's one of the ones that helped me to really, like, learn how to do all this stuff. And, yeah, so that's where my comparison for the Samsung and iPhone come because it's, it, it's, it's night and day. You, know? you can do so much more in this machine because you can modify it. So, when it, for, say, for example, let's say if I have, like, an image, like, and you screenshot like what you like you did with the Mega Man's podcast. You put it on your computer, and with that image, it copies it and it sends it to that file, and it just starts lasering everything. And I guess if you want the simple and the lamest term, I guess yes. But there's a little more stuff behind it. So once you get the image, you still have to fix it. So I'll bring it into either Photoshop or uh, Lightburn. So, and then I'll start modifying the image because when it was, if you, I just transfer it over, it's a, it's a, what is called a grayscale. So pretty much what it does is, so your, your logo had different colors, right? So when I bring it over, I need to take out all the colors out and just leave it black and white. Oh. So I can bring out the different shades of it. Oh. So now. Like, like this. Yes, exactly. So this one, so if you see this one was, it's just the logo. So all logo now, I guess maybe because it's, now that I'm in the industry, Everything that I see in my brain, it has a shape and a, a surface. And what, so I see your shirt, it says, yeah, but it's a bad day. And it's like, okay. So now I see it's okay. There's different shapes over it. There's a blue and then you have the red. So I can do a different layer. So that's how my brain works. Angles and, that, and everything. Yeah. And I never thought about stuff like that before. Oh. So when now when I... I guess now it just makes it... It seems like... I make it seem so simple that it's always... I just grab the image, put it in transfer. But if you if I, if I step back and I show somebody how it is, it's like, bro, you did so much stuff to that. How it, it, it seems sounds difficult. But yeah, I guess that's what I do. So I'll fix the image. I'll, I'll make the, the, the stuff that I want to pop out more, come out more. And then one that I don't, I'll work on the lighting. Then I'll transfer it over and I'll break it up into pieces. The words will be one and then the outline will be another. And if I want to add like on yours, I add a little, um, a little handle for you to hang it. I added a another layer to that. So then I had to modify that. So now it's, it's so simple that I can just do it quickly, but I did a lot of stuff just to prep it. And then I can send it over and get into pieces. And then you have to then figure out what settings you want to do it. Do you want it to be super engraved? Do you want it to be a cutout? Do you want it? And for that, you need to learn what's the speed. So that's the stuff the learning curve on the machine. Yeah, you need to, you can't just, okay, you put it on cool and do it, right? If you do it too fast, it's, gonna, it's, not, gonna, it's not gonna cut all the way through. If you do it too slow, it's gonna burn the material. If you engrave it too deep, 
It's going to burn. You're going to start a fire. <laughs> you know, if you have to, that's the tweaking stuff. That's learning curve that you have to learn. It's just not just on the wood. So now that, that we're just talking about the wood here. Yeah. Now, now you have to talk about the, the settings on the tumblers because that's aluminum. So you're engraving it too hard. You start getting like lines of it. Like you're really ripping into the aluminum and that doesn't look right. You see how right now in the designs, it looks, you had that shine. So see, yeah. you don't see any lines or scrapes or it just looks like the clean aluminum and you feel it. So yeah. that's also thing that's testing, you know, I've done multiple stuff. I have like cups over there that I can show you that I, I, I messed up just so I can test. It's the same thing. The woods that you have behind you. That's why I don't, I don't like to throw away some of my woods because I get you the, the scraps. That's how I do the testings. You know, you have to do multiple tests to see, okay, this, this material cuts this fast. This material doesn't cut. This one engraves better. This one doesn't work for engraving. This one. So you, it's not just like you put any piece of wood. Orale, let's go. You know, if the machine know does that. it for you. No, bro. I didn't know that. It's a lot of it's, it's stuff that you had to learn. And you can just tell by the colors, like, oh, okay, I won't do it like that. Well, see, well, yeah, well, so the thing is, it's depending on the wood you use. So you see the, this wood that on the top, the, the one on the top, yeah. that's, a, that's a maple and it has a gloss on it. So that one was, uh, it, that's only good for you to cut, not to engrave, because it has that gloss to it. The engraving doesn't look as nice. Like it, it looks like pale or it'll start because it has that gloss on it it can catch fire when you're engraving it so i and i'm telling you this because i learned it the hard way <laughs> yeah you know I, I have a funny story before i got this in the big machine the glowforge i had it in one of the rooms so i was you know testing doing different materials hey you don't know i want to see if this works right so this was about 2 a.m in the morning so i have the machine and i'm putting this uh this uh two inch uh, plywood that it had different layers and it had different glues in between that you couldn't see in the wood so i just saw this piece I'm like, oh this is a nice piece of wood let me try to engrave the top so it can be a deep engrave so i started engraving it really deep so it starts engraving and a good thing because usually sometimes i leave and i walk away and then i'll come back and check it this time since it was late i was just i was working on my computer right next to the machine and it started engraving deeply and then uh i see on the corner of my eye i just see like it's like flaming and i'm like all right whatever and then i just look and there's like a little fire going inside the glowforge and i'm like it, you know like you're at the under it inside because the, the, it was burning the laser was burning the wood because it had a glue in it so it caught fire so oh, it is funny because it, it's, it's crazy how your brain works that I, I must have been looking at it for two seconds only, but I felt like it was an eternity because I remember looking at it and I had time to see like, oh, fire. That looks cool. Oh, shit. So I really quick, I, I had a little uh, extinguisher. I put it, I threw some on, uh, some uh, extinguisher. It shot off the fire and then I opened it and a bunch of smoke came out, obviously, right? So... I'm in the room, so all rooms have smoke detectors, right? So it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and things start beep, 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 start beeping. And the thing is all the way in the top, and Miami, you see, I'm a big dude, right? So I don't know, with the adrenaline, I remember, I was like, oh, it's going to wake up everybody. I remember I got up from the chair, and I jordan myself all the way to the top, and I, with the adrenaline, I jump one, and I grab it, and I turn it off. Like, from the seat, I jump all the way to the top of the roof, and I took it off. <laughs> And that was a funny story with that. That was like Dang. about because you have to learn the settings, so you have to be careful. So if you don't know where you, you just put anything on it, you can catch fire. 
Uh, I was um, there's a lot of new guys that the I'm part of a lot of laser groups that I follow, and so there's a lot of newbies that go into some of them and they're sharing the stories. Just this morning, I was looking at one guy that he had the machine in the garage and then he started doing it. The thing got fire, his house burned down, and he was saying, "I was just gonna sign the insurance papers today." So. His house went out on fire because oh. the machine, he didn't do the proper machine settings on it. Fuck. So it's it's not like, okay, cool. Anybody just grab it, give it gas and let's go. You know, anybody can. It's it's tinkering. It's a lot oh. of hours, bro. Like intense times that for me just to get the perfection of the images, like this one that I was doing, yeah. the Bob Dylan That's one. That's a nice one. So for me to get to this finish, this took like three hours for me to, okay, test this. And I have a bunch of little, you see all those little stacks over there? Yeah, yeah. That's all testers that I did before this one. Oh, wow. So that's how it, that's how it is. So Dang. once you once you kind of get the, the idea of the ones that you want to do, it makes things faster. So that's why now I can, okay, I'll make you a design and I can get you the, the setting faster. So it, it, now I'm making a, now I'm making a profit. <laughs> before that, it was, I was taking so long just to get to that point. So all you celebrities or comedians or podcasters <laughs> want your shit done right, you better have fucking patience, motherfucker. Because this guy puts in details, man. Just having that story about that guy who he didn't sign insurance, you fuck up, man. Yeah, so it's, it's, that's, that's another thing that I was like, wow, so I guess I must be doing something right that, you know, I'm taking the time to do some of the stuff. And, you know, I've been building the business and I'm trying to slowly... You know, I, I, it, me as being very impatient, I wanted it to happen now. Just do it now. So you're full time now. I yeah. do f- full time, but I still do some of the insurance on the side. But it's more like independently. This is what I'm doing the most. This is this is your dream. Yeah. So that's it's it's my therapy. It really this is my it's my therapy. It's it's crazy to see that I I envision this. You know, like I imagine that like you know how that my name imagine. imagine that workshop. You know, that's how the name came to be. And I was talking to my wife, and it's like okay. I I always said imagine if I can do this. Imagine if I can. And and it's like oh well, imagine that workshop. All right, I like that. So that's how the kind of the name came to be. And. I just started imagining things. This this shell that I said, I made that. I saw something similar online. I'm gonna I'm gonna build it. I want to have my my setup like this, you know, like little to have my tools and how everything I'm working my laptop and that's how this garage was converted just like this. Like all of this was because of the company. Like this wasn't like this. Does it get hot here in the summer? Uh well, I just started working in the garage like because I was inside. I just I just recently did the the move with the big machine about. It's not hot in here. It's no, but insulation. But yeah, so that's why I had when I get it, I the time to put insulation because I was gonna spend time in here. Oh. So that's uh that's things that I had to invest into getting this going. Yeah. So that's you know that's all part of the growth, little by little. I went. I wasn't because see this garage wasn't like this. It was just. I mean, I can still put the cars in here though. They still fit, but now it's. I can work here instead of having all the woods in one of the rooms. <laughs> you have everything in here. Pretty much. I mean, I have some some of the supplies over there, but most of the stuff I have here. It's nice, man. And and, and you had Martin Moreno come over here, Beto. You know, there's a lot of people who just want your stuff. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm I want to get some of my stuff done with you too. You know, and it's I mean, uh, like it's, it's not like I want to start throwing out names and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah. It, that's just. I think just 
I started doing some of the stuff and like how I approach my business is that I don't go and I want to sell you stuff. You know, it's like I, I see somebody, I respect what they do and I see something that they have and I'm like, oh, I think that would look cool. And what I want to see how that looks. I think that would be pretty cool. And then me is just like, call it innocence or like naive or whatever. I'm like, hey, check it out. And then they like it and people see that I'm like that. And that's how I got to meet some of these people. You know, I'm not I, aggressively, oh, yeah, this is my plan. I'm going to get these people. And I'm like, no, it's just. I just did it and just, I just happened to see something that I did. I just happened to, and somehow like the universe put me for me to see that and got to know these people. The universe tends to unfold. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny, like people make fun of that sometimes, but I really feel like, you know, it's, we're just part of this big plan for somehow. You know, I got that from Harold and Kumar White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> when I black, I was in jail. It said the universe tends to unfold. We're just like, hey, if you do unto others, as people do unto you. Yeah, and I'm like I said, I'm not a religious guy. I'm more spiritual, yeah. and yeah, it's uh, I feel I honestly one of the things I do fear is karma, man. Karma's a bitch. Yeah, you know, you throw all that negative out there, you eventually gonna get it back and like tenfold. <laughs> and it, I'm, yeah. I feel I'm a prime believer because when I was very, yeah. very negative and I was throwing a lot of shit out there, I felt like I was getting all of that back. And that's why I fell into that, you know, depression and anger and I yeah. didn't know what to do. So as soon as I start cleaning myself up and then just like, you know what, just get away from all this craziness. You might, I might have to cut ties with people that I never thought I would. Going through a detox. Yeah, it, it's true. You know, even family members. You know, like, and people are like, oh, you can do it. And it's, you need that break sometimes. Yeah, they're still your family and you're going to help them. But you still need to have that. You need that time for yourself too because you cannot be there for everyone all the time if you're not 100% mentally help yourself. Or like that movie Dewey Cox. Never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. It's, it's crazy, though. Dude, yeah. man, like, I like your stuff, man. But the thing I... It just, I'm so intrigued of, like, you save all your pieces for... Test. For testing. It's testing, bro, because, like, because, I mean, wood can get expensive, too, because, especially if you're getting good quality ones. What's a good wood? To, for Well, depending on what you want. Oh. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, if you want to do the cutting boards, I like to get the bamboo, the good bamboo. Not like 99 cents bamboo. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, bamboo. What triple O's, which is not yeah, real. Yeah. You know, like you get real bamboo ones and the, the cutting boards are strong. Those are good. I like to use those for, for the cutting boards. What type of wood is this one? This one is birch wood. So this is the birch one, the one that I use for most of the design. Because you can see, you can feel it. It's sturdy. It's strong. You can smell it. You know, it's, it's yeah. good wood. Not like the, the other one, the thin one. There's yeah. some of them that are like the cheaper quality ones. And you can see the material. Oh. You feel like, like you can't. On this type of material, I can sand it. Once I engrave it, I can sand it. It's strong enough for, for me to sand it. So you get this nice, clean lines. See how, how bright it looks and you can feel it. So see, this is... Yeah. So this was that's the birch wood. So if I use the other one and I try to sand it, it will just rip the top layer off and it started looking just like the black part. So it doesn't oh. look as nice. You know, because it's, it's not durable. It's not meant for What that. about that one right there, the Bob Dylan one? Same thing. This is the birch wood. So this, this is... That's the thick one. See? This is this is real. This is see. This is not sanded, and this is sanded. It's a difference. See, that's the difference in quality too. So people are like, "Oh yeah, you know, you want like I sand this one. This one you don't sand this. So this is sanded because I painted it. 
Gotcha. So see, this is the difference. So you want this is the the little details that I tell you that I take pride of because I could just I can easily just could I just cut out this thing. Don't sound that you're like here you go. You know you never would have known the difference, but I would. You know, I know that because even you feel you'll be like, oh, shit. And you got a like a little piece just, of wood stuck in your nail. It, it just opens my eyes because I just thought like, OK, just wood, whatever. But now you, you explain to me with details and this is like there's there's difference of everything. Yeah, that's a what goes on with your machine. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a lot of it's a lot of things that people don't see that it's like, OK, cool. It's just it's just wood. And I'm like, why are you selling this for so much? I'm like, this is not just cheap wood i can go to home depot and i can buy this giant one i'm like go for it put it in the machine tell me what happens <laughs> you know i mean it got, i started getting home depot wood too you oh. know and that's i mean that's how you learn <laughs> you know you start using the cheap wood you start trying to do little things here and there and <laughs> you learn the hard way that it's harder to work you know, you're, you're stressing yourself. I'm like, how come it's not engraving as good? I did this setting up this time and it came out perfect. And I do it on the same piece of wood, same setting, same speed, whatever. And it comes out completely different because all of wood, they're very inconsistent. So it's like you can spend, you can never dial it in properly. Every, uh, it, was, it was crazy. Like when people were asking me for some keychains, I would get the, uh, in the beginning the Home Depot wood. And then you're, you're engraving all at the same time. And it cuts it out and it come out and all of them look like they were from pieces, different pieces of wood. So they all look different. It's like, yeah. So then you got to the customer and they're like, okay, this all looks different. They're not the same. Damn, man. So that's why when you, you got to get the good quality wood for you to do the stuff that you want to do. You need the right tool for the right job. I'm, I'm, coming, I'm, trying, I'm coming up right now. I'm talking, doing a podcast with you. And at the same time, I'm thinking of like ideas. Like for like stuff for my my place, but for the podcast, but also like like uh, like one of those uh, cutting block cutting boards for my lady. Just certain things like the the glassware I have, or like the tumblers and stuff. Like oh, you know that's, that's something funny too. I mean that you can actually there's so many stuff that you don't even know. Like I'll, I'll bring it down later on, but there is glasses. They have the wood little things that you can engrave the glasses on the side. Glasses on the side. Your your sunglasses. So you see this little handle here. Yeah. Some of them have a little strip of wood here that I can engrave it. I can engrave plastic too. Oh. So I can put it like so. Pretty much anything depending on the material. Yeah, because some glasses I had to take out the material because they had allergic to my ears, and all that stuff yeah. because so, of the material. Exactly. So see, some of them I like stuff like that. I can you can engrave the plastics. The some plastic that you can actually engrave. That's how detailed the machine can be. What? So you I know plastic. You, yeah, you can do plastic. Well, see the the keychains that I show you. That's that's technically plastic with a with a mirror strip in the back. So I cut that into shape. You can make same thing. All this material that I make in wood, I can make it in acrylic too, in plastic. So it can be more durable, but it's more expensive. So that's why people like tend to like the wood one. It looks good too because then you can you have this wood smell and naturey stuff. But if you want something that's gonna last forever, forever. I can make the same design in plastic acrylic and it will look as badass. It will look actually shinier because it's, I can, you can get the acrylic in different colors. So like, I don't know if you can't see it over there, but I have like different colors of the acrylic. Mm -hmm. That's better quality. Obviously it's going to be more expensive. Yeah. I want to do something because when you were talking earlier about Beto, we had his little, his image in the back of it just mm -hmm. stands out. That's what I want to do for the Mega Man's podcast. Like if I have a Mega Man for dark, mm -hmm. like the Mega Man dark image, it will just like a big portrait. Yeah. It's 
boom, stamped out. Behind and you, the yeah. color and all that where I can hang that up and if I do another episode or whatever, I can be like just yeah. certain things. But I think where when I get to my studio, I want to get everything right or this, but I, like I'm coming up with ideas. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I try to make everything custom to everyone. So depending on, uh, I guess maybe because I like to talk to people. So I, I get a lot of like feedback and feedback. I'll, talk, I'll talk to you and then I'll start to see what kind of personality you have. So I guess, uh, because I had to become a, a therapist for myself, then I become a therapist, unconsciously start getting therapy on the person that I'm talking. So I get to get little things from the people. Okay, this person is like this. Oh, what do you like think that. about that? What do you think about this? Yeah. Should you tweak this out or this? Yeah, so I'll start getting ideas. So depending on the piece of person that I have in front of me that I'm dealing with, and then when I create something, like, oh my God, it's like, you know me. I'm like, well, it's just, I was taking little things of your personality, stuff that you said, little things that people mentioned that I guess didn't think that I was listening to that I wasn't paying attention and that's kind of how I make everything personalized for the person that mm. I'm making the stuff for mm -hmm. so that's kind of like I said I'm, I'm an energy guy like yeah. I like I take the energy from people and I try to help you know them with some of my energy and then just move on and you know try to be like <laughs> you know change the world one person at a time if it's possible we as corny it. as that happens. we we got to man we gotta we gotta kill this negative we gotta kill you know crabs in a bucket mentality yeah that's a major thing right there you know with us you know it's like we see one person doing good he or she we gotta bring them down we gotta stop that cycle yeah, well you know what but i think it's, it's you you got to do a lot with that too if you let it get to you oh, yeah. i think i mean it's like for example you know yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and take this as a, as a constructive criticism yes. you know you start telling people oh for the haters whatever you put a post you took energy to do that you know for what and I should have used that energy to something more positive. Exactly. Instead, because by you posting that, you're giving them, you're giving them light. You gave them a leverage. Yeah, exactly. Because then they're like, oh, they're bothering you. So we're going to continue to do it. Mm. That's my, that's my personal view. And like, for me, like I told you before, mm -hmm. it's more like, hey, bro, if I don't respect your opinion, mm -hmm. I, you're not even going to, I'm not even going to waste my time mm -hmm. or energy to put something out there that is going to highlight you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know what? I'll deal with you and just move on. Yeah. Move on to the next one and move on to the next one and just be you. Yeah. That, that's, how, that's how I feel. You yeah. know, that's like, that's not something that I've seen that you, you've been doing lately. You've been going on rants and I'm like, bro, just, you know what? Just, you yeah. gotta let, just let it go. Yeah. yeah just, just go frozen. I don't know if you've seen the movie Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> let, it go. Son, let it go. Because sometimes in a way when people is like, just be yourself. Because when you're not yourself, it feels like. People know when you're not yourself. It's like, let it be. Like, I won't, I'll, I'll tell you off air, but there's people be like, just let you be you. Yeah. It's, you a, know? it's really Because simple. the reason why is because when you let haters or you let people criticize you and all that, you ignore it, then it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to worsen. It's like, you got to stick up for yourself sometimes. You know, when... To, a, to, when, an, to an extent. To an extent. So when a bully keeps on antagonizing or picking on you until that person sticks up for himself and says something back, it kind of shuts down that person. Like, I fucked up. I'm going to shut the fuck up now. So, yeah, I mean, it's just depending on... In the my version. It, it's depending on the person that you're dealing with. Exactly. Because some people, they just want the attention. I know. So see, that's why, like, I, I mean, dude, I, I had people, they were just, they either like me or they don't like me. Mm -hmm. And they'll do things go out of their way just to be mean. And it's like, dude, 
I'm not going to waste my energy on you. You like, can do whatever the hell you want and I don't care. Like when a person, you're saying that a person left you a comment, it's like, I don't even know that person. Make it, I'm just, whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. how it is. Yeah. You know, like, and if, if it really is like, if, if I really just don't want to, it's like, okay, delete. Yeah. You, you are the admin of your life. That's yeah. how, that's it's really, that's how I see it. You're the admin of your life. You're the admin of this account. You can get rid of whoever you don't want to deal with and just move on. Why even deal with those people? Like, that's just me, yeah. you know? So that's why I Instead of blocking, you can just strike them. Yeah, well, just delete them. Yeah, yeah. let's go. Move on. Yeah. You know, like, you don't have to, you know, continue. If they continue to harass and make fake accounts, okay. That's they're, they're, doing no lies right there. No, but that's what I'm saying. If they want to continue to do that, then... Whatever. I mean, what's, what's gonna, who's taking more effort and filling out all this information or for me to just go, delete? <laughs> you're right? And they're, and they're the person going, okay, I'm going to make another account. I'm going to put another fake email, fake whatever. A go lot of the, time on yeah, their hands. Ex- exactly. So for you, you're just going to go, delete and move on. And so you see how? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So you're not giving them any power. Yeah. You, just, you, you are in control. You're the admin of your life. <laughs> and that's how I feel like... Bye. Let's go. <laughs> you know, you think about it. Yeah, they're putting more effort than you are. Oh yeah. But by you putting that post, I mean personally, you're giving, you're putting more effort than they did. So that you, that's why you're never gonna finish. Somebody has to end it. And if you're gonna be the bigger person and you're gonna be the the uh, the one that's gonna be free first, I gotta be that person. Bye. You know, it's funny when I when I post a video up like I climb the mountain like so positive and you know mountains like. <laughs> Someone doesn't even message. We don't want. We don't give a fuck about that positive shit. We care about the cheese, man. Then go somewhere else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, like me personally, I'd be like, well, I don't know what to tell you, bro, and that's I it. Know. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Is you have you have to start fit, trying to get those people that you want in your life. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and you have to change it. Maybe some you had a contact with somebody. But eventually, they'll see that you're changing too. And maybe that everybody notices that they did something wrong. Like, I'm open for, okay, you, you see, you really change your ways. You want to be, okay, fine. You know, I'm talking about personal life experience, family and old friends. And like, but I mean, most of the time, yeah, I won't, probably won't go back and talk to them. There was an episode, I think, where everything went to a, a positive, different direction. Is when the, this podcast named Ranting with Ramos podcast. Mm-hmm. He was talking about crabs in a bucket and did a live. And he said, you know what? We got to stop this thing where we, we got to stop hurting each other. Mm. Like, you know, like if I don't like he or she person, like why do that? I say, hey man, best of luck. Keep on doing, you know, because we're just bringing each other down where it shouldn't be like that. Where, you know what? That is right. If if I can change or that person can change, it's going to start small. But little by little, it, the little by little, the cycle is going to be broken. Where yeah. it's not going to just go on to the next person, yeah. the next person. It's like, you know what? If the the black community, the white community, the Asian community, everyone can get together as one, we need to be together as one because yeah. we're so divided. We're just so many divisions, and we got we got to stop that craps in the bucket mentality. Yeah, but see, the thing is, you have to take more of an approach, or more uh, yeah, more positive approach. Because yeah. I mean, you can go in with good intention, but if you're not in the right state of mind, you're not gonna make a difference. You're just gonna make it worse. Exactly. You might feel like you tr- you're making a di- you're going in. Oh yes, I'm gonna you trying to you have a good intention of changing it, but because you're going in with a negative attitude too, you're not helping the situation. You're just making it worse. Exactly. And that's that. I think that's the the problem with a lot of the stuff that a lot of people are been going. That it's just you you really have to go in with that state of mind of like you know what it's really I'm gonna help. 
and I'm doing it from the goodness of my heart. And, you know, and they go, it's my sound, they go, sound naive inside, stupid, yeah. cliche, whatever. But it's true. Yeah. You know, a, a hug goes a long way. <laughs> I'm I think what people would be like, what's the catch? <laughs> well, see, well, see, that's the thing, though, because we grew in such negative environment that it's hard when you somebody comes along like that and they're like, what is this guy trying? What does he want from me? You know, mm. and then I, 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 I can see how some people with me, they get that. But as soon as you start talking to me, people, they realize really quick. It's like, you know, I don't have an agenda. You know, I just want to hang out. You know, I'll talk to you talk whatever have some have a meal have a conversation uh, i just want to i want to get to know you whether you're famous or not uptight or maybe they're just too overprotective yeah so see mm -hmm. and it just means like okay and that's the vibe that i get so i guess that's why people they just like talking to me and just they'll open up and I, it's just random people that i have met for 10 seconds and that listen i already know like their life story and it's cool because i feel like by them sharing that it helps them heal themselves because they probably never told that to anybody. And like, man, that feels good. I, I should have let that out before. And, and my wife always tells me, like, we'll go somewhere. And then I, I told her, oh, I met this one guy. And then he told me this, 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 that. And she's like, how is it that people just tell you they're alive and you don't even know them? Be a counselor on the side. Yeah, yeah well, I was just saying, you, you counseling. I was like, yeah, well, I don't know, man. It's just because I'm not going in it. Mexican Dr. Phil. Right of that? So, it's, it's, I just feel like that, man. It's just, but at the same time, I had to help myself because it's, it's a lot of energy and a lot of emotions that go through that. By you helping somebody like that, you're taking a lot of, it takes a toll on yourself too because you carrying all the, you're all your craziness and then everybody else's craziness. And then, but you know, you still try to help. So you have to find a way um, how to deal with that. Yeah. And you know, it, it's, this is crazy. Like last time when I, when I met Martin and Chiki and I, we were talking that, about, I told him that I feel like I'm a, a sponge with energy. And Chiki's is something that it really got to me. And I was thinking, oh, you know what? It's true that I needed to tap into unlimited energy, positive energy for me not to feel so drained. And I was like, that's true. And, that, and I feel like what she meant is just like that. Like I told you, it's you have to see things a certain way in a positive way for you to have constantly be in that good state of mind. It doesn't matter what's coming to you in front of you. It doesn't matter the situation. You still be positive and you don't feel like it won't get to you. Just like I tell you the delete, just like that. It mm. won't get to you. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. Interesting. So just try to be in that state of mind. You change your life, bro. Like you start feeling way better. Nice. Nice. We're almost getting to the end. I got two I got two more questions. What's the future for Imagine That Workshop? You know, I, I want to get to the point that, like, this is one of my visions. Like, my, I, can, I imagine it. I can see it. I want to get, a, I wanna get like, a, a warehouse type. Like, I want it to be big, that big enough that I can have the, like, multiple machines. And in the front, I want to have, like, like, some sort of, like, like, a gallery of artwork. Like, some of my designs, and I would like to get together with, like, any local or anybody that's an artist that wants to do, because I just like stuff like this, you know? Like, a lot of my stuff will look good in other people's designs, and their design will look good, whatever. 
I want to have a spot that people can come and be like, oh, this is cool. You come to see art. And even if I can have like a like a monthly meeting, like people come like a little mini swap mirror. I don't know. So that's something like I just I want to bring that to life. And I think that would be cool, you know, just to have that to like somewhere that you can go locally. and be Like, hey, you know what? That's cool art. Oh, that's cool stuff. And, and then you see some of the art that you, let's say they do like spray painting on the walls or something. Well, how about if I make it in wood and you spray in the top? Oh, shit. You know, that's, that's <laughs> game changer. You know, like, like that. That's, that. that's what passions me. Nice. You know, it might sound naive, but it's just like, dude, it's just, I just feel like that would be cool. That would be a cool place for me to be like, yeah, I like this. Nice. You know, and yeah. start building more stuff, get more machine, bigger machines, like so and start making bigger, bigger designs, and maybe get more of the do the production, like big, 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 big logo ones. Hey, mm-hmm. cool, move on. But meanwhile, just like I'm just gonna enjoy the ride, and that's something I had to learn. Enjoy the ride, enjoy the ride because Martin like, always said to me. Yeah, well, you know, like my my uh, my therapist, which is my wife. <laughs> you know, I've been with her for 18 years. You know. You know, thank you for everything you've done for me. And she's one that one that helped me a lot because you you need that that you need that balance because it's hard if you don't have that balance that you don't have somebody else to help you. Sometimes you by yourself for being macho or being stupid that you feel like you can do it yourself. The you know it take it takes a community for you to build something. Nice last one, and this is with your own words. This is a personal. What's your what's your version of your meeting in life? Meaning of life, man. That's a good one. You know, the meaning of life, I feel like, is just to bring, for me, bring positive energy to people. You know, like, you have to joy. I like to see people smile. Like, getting a positive emotion. It would be either smile. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I make people cry with some of the designs because they, they get so, like, the details look so good. And... For me, I was like, oh, man, I feel that I brought that for somebody. Mm-hmm. And that brings me joy. You know, I'm just telling you, look, I'm getting chills. Good, be- good because it's, it's, it's a, something that's a, something core belief that I feel that I want. That's my, my meaning to be happy. Just bring the joy of what I do. And if somebody sees it, and I, oh, cool. You know, I like that. I got that smile from the people. I, I did my job. <laughs> With it, they, it was something small that they got cool. If they didn't buy it in the school, but you get that joy of living. You know, you enjoy the person that's in front of you. You enjoy the the stuff that you're doing. It's it's when you're in that state of mind. I feel like that's that's my life. Like I want to be in that. I want to be in that high of positive as much as I can. That's awesome, man. Well, Gabriel, I just want to say thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast because we didn't talk about because. I have an idea because you showed a wood of, of a Spotify episode where you just put the episode and it just pops up. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I want to do because there's an episode, a very special episode, I'm going to put out later, later in a couple months. And I want to use that as a code. So as a wood for, for me to memory, to memorize, but also keep that as a memory of certain things that, that changed in my life, mm-hmm. that helped me to be a better person. And I'm always going to remember that. So I want to do something with the wood thing. What you just showed me, that's what I want to do. And like I said, thank you for coming on the Make a Mess podcast, man. No. This is a good fucking episode. No, I, I appreciate you having me, man. And just, just want to spread the word and positive energy. Well, make it make cry like a bitch right now. Dude. Yeah. Like, hey, man. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's good to open up sometimes, bro. Like, because it, it's hard for you to live so negative mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. If you do that, then you, you self-destruct. 
Yeah. So. Thank you. And where can everyone follow you at? Everybody can follow Imagine That Workshop at Imagine That Workshop on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, at Imagine That Workshop. And I actually, um, the website's up. You can't buy anything because I'm still working on it. But you can find me at www.imaginethatworkshop.net mm-hmm. or imagine that, um ws.com but that that net one that's the best one imagine uh, www.imagine.worship.net so that's gonna be coming up pretty soon so you guys can order but anything just call me directly on messenger I'm always there and happy to help and lastly any shout outs shout out well my wife (laughs) thank you for my hey that's thank you shout out to my wife for you know she's uh been there for me um Laser be like laser beast. I mean, dude, he's always been there for me, and I really appreciate that. Yes. You know, and honestly, this is a shout out to everyone that I have met. You know, it is something you know, I don't like to say, Oh, yeah, this is a no, dude. Everyone that has come into my life through the company has helped me, and I appreciate it very much because little by little, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. So I appreciate a shout out to every single person that either, even if you didn't purchase anything, but you made a connection to talk to me and help me to move forward. I, I appreciate every single minute. Oh yeah, man. That episode uh, you did with Profile Pod, that was a good episode. And I know yeah, I'm always on lives, you know, it's like always lurking. He's <laughs> always showing love. And like again, once again, Gabriel, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Thank you for having me, man. Oh yeah. Subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Uh, go on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. Leave me some stars. Leave me a comment to make the podcast better. Um, you can follow my podcast on Instagram at, at the Mega Man's Podcast page. New logos and everything. Uh, once again, Gabriel, thank you for coming on. And the Mega Man's out because I am digging my new... I'm going to hang this up on my on my, on my dash, cool, dashboard. Cool. And he made a, a the Mega Man's Podcast a wooden one. It's Dude, this is memory, man. And I, there's, dude, I, there's, I have some ideas and I can't say it on here. I'll say it off air, but, uh, thank you for coming on. Let me know. All right. We're out guys. Late. Late.